Culture Podcast. It's your hostess with the mostest, Maisha, and this is a place where we celebrate black creators and innovators who shape the culture around us and give relevance to the creator economy one post at a time. So in other words, we root it for everybody black. So what is the creator economy? The creator economy is the economy. It is where creators of all kind are able to take their passions, turn them into businesses, brands, deals, go viral, and they're making money to pay the bills. So ask yourself, why am I not making no money? But here on Keys to the Culture Podcast, we'd like to highlight people who are doing amazing things, and we call them culture change makers. And today's culture change maker is Wally Amos. In other words, famous Amos. He created the famous cookies in 1975 in Los Angeles, and with his brand, he grew in popularity very quickly, and he was able to make a name for himself for high-quality cookies and ingredients. He sold his business in 85, but he came back and he was able to continue to market his brand with his partnerships. And just like Famous Amos, our guest today is making waves in the baking scene with Southern Girl Desserts. We are here with Katara Coleman. Hey. Hey. Katara (laughs) is a veteran public relations professional, and she's a co-owner of the war-winning Southern Girl Desserts in L.A., which was founded in 2007 with her college friend and sorority sister. They put a little bit of Southern style back into the baking scene in Los Angeles, and in 2012, they were even able to be the winner of Food Network's Cupcake Wars. They featured in E! News, uh, L.A. Sugar, Good Day L.A., Lord Jesus, and also Dr. Odd's show. Let me tell you, these ladies are very, very successful. So we'd like to welcome Miss Katara. Hey, thank How you, girl, doing? for having me. I'm good. You yes. know, I, I'm just grateful I don't look like what I've been <laughs> through. Okay. Okay. So before we get into detail, okay. we're going to get into We're going to get into it. We're going to get into it. I got one question to ask you. Yes. When did you know that black creativity is the culture? You know, it's always been like that from from the beginning. I, I remember being in high school and the whole school, going to like an all-white high school, right, mm-hmm. and being like the minority there. And I remember a whole bunch of us got together and was like, we need a step team, right? Okay. And they had dance teams, they had cheerleaders, they had all mm-hmm. those things. But it was like, well, where's like, you know, we were into like a uh, different world and all that stuff yes. back then. And it was like, well, where the, where the step team? Where the step team? <laughs> so it was like, we're going to create that. And we brought that to mm-hmm. my high school. And it was like, everybody went crazy because no one had ever seen that before. Yeah. And then those of us who were stepping, like we had never done it before. Yes. We only yes. seen it on television and things like that. And I just go all the way back there is when I knew that like we possess as a black people, we possess mm-hmm. a culture that everyone is not exposed to. Sometimes yes. even ourselves, depending on where you're from and if you went to college or if you know people in different aspects of yes. our culture. And so I was like, oh, we got something special. Mm-hmm. And then when I got to FAMU, it was like, oh, my God. Yes. Like, we are so talented. Mm-hmm. And then when social media came, I just be oh. like, I, I love us. That's my word. Yes, That's my I phrase. Love I love us because we yes. are t- top notch. Like, we are top notch. Like, honey, we, we can't be beat. We cannot be beat. And I love us for real. Yes. And I, I got that from Monique. I love us for real because <laughs> it's so much talent in yeah. the black community. And then yeah. speaking of HBCUs, yeah. like, I wish I had that experience. Girl. And I didn't. But, oh, my God, I want to go to Clark Atlanta University. Oh, 
That's where I want to go, but I ended up staying in California. But even that experience, like subculture within the black community is so important. And a Mm -hmm. lot of us don't get to experience that. Yeah. So it's such a beautiful thing. And you went, what is your your college? Florida A&M University. Florida. FAMU. I'm from Florida. Okay. So I I almost went to University of Florida because like I said, I went to a, a predominantly white high school. And so a lot of my friends were going to like these PWIs and I thought Mm -hmm. that that's what I wanted to do until one day, um, one summer I was in South Carolina for vacation with my uh, parents and they had a college fair and there was Mm. a lady, there was FAMU was at the college fair. Wow. And so we were bored one day and we were like, let's go to, my mom was like, you're a junior, go to the college fair and see what schools are talking about. And so I went there and I met this lady um, who was at the table for FAMU and she told, she she told me about FAMU in a way that I had not Mm -hmm. heard about it before. And yes, I saw a different world and stuff, but it's just something, you know, it's your exposure. And so I, I was like, okay, well maybe I'll go visit. Mm-hmm. And I went to visit, and I was sold. And I was like, University of Florida, who? And I, <laughs> I applied that summer. I got accepted. And I, fam, you changed my life. Mm-hmm. I'm so happy I made that decision. Oh, my God. That's such that's such a beautiful story. Because I think a lot of times what it is, we just don't get exposed to the information. Yeah. And then we just like, you hear about, oh, it's a predominantly black college. Yeah. And you don't know what the experience is going to be right. like until you actually step on the soil and then you get yeah. engulfed in the community. You there. don't know. Like you it's like you grow up around a certain type of black people, right? Mm-hmm. And you think everybody black is like the black people that you grow up around now. because that's what you're exposed to. Yes. So I grew up in a very small town and yeah, we have very like successful people and things like that. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't you need to go to FAMU or you need to go to a black college, you need to yeah. do this and that. And then when I got to FAMU and I saw like going, you know, <laughs> Coming in with like my trash bags and boxes. Not trash bags. We ain't have a whole bunch of luggage. Okay. So it's seven of us in the house. Woo! Okay. And I'm the first to go to college. You know, we mm-hmm. picking up the refrigerator from the garage sale the day we left, like Listen. trying to make it work. Mm-hmm. And so I'm coming in and like people coming in with Louis Vuitton luggage Whoa. and trunks. And mm-hmm. you, you're like, oh, my roommate's dad is the president of a university, and what? she grew up with maids. And I'm like, what type of black people mm-hmm. are y'all? Because I don't know y'all. Mm-hmm. And that made me so excited, though, yeah. because I was like, we're not monolithic. We're yes. not the same. And I got to be exposed to so many different black people, black people from different countries, mm-hmm. from all over the, the uh, country. Yeah. They're coming from different social and economic backgrounds. And I'm like, wow. Like, this is it. This is it right here. Yeah. Oh. I wish I would experience that. You still listen, can, girl. We I have graduates. We have law degrees. You can get medical degrees from black colleges. I might got to tap in. I got I to <laughs> tap in. But I really want to start from your beginnings okay. and really talk about your life before you went to FAMU mm-hmm. and kind of growing up. Yeah. Like, what did your life look like? I had an amazing childhood. Mm-hmm. I grew up in a small town south of Jacksonville, Florida. Mm-hmm. It's called Green Cove Springs, and we sit on the 
um, on the edge of the St. John's River. Oh, wow. It's a very small town, population less than 10,000. And I grew up in this community that was the, the black side of town. Mm-hmm. We were across the tracks. Over there was the white people, over here were the black people. <laughs> but it was a loving community. Like yeah. I knew everybody. Most of them were my family. Um, there are five of us. I had my, grew up with my both my parents. They're still mm-hmm. together and married after 43 years. Um, my four siblings, I have three sisters and a brother. And we all grew up in this three-bedroom house um, that sat on the corner. But my parents were like these, even though they, my mom didn't finish college because she had me. Mm -hmm. um, But my parents uh, grew they grew up with us, but they were always working so hard mm. to make sure that we were yeah. good. And we never knew that we didn't have money. And yeah. we just had this happy home with you can go over here, you got neighbors watching you, looking after you. You know, we could run the streets, yeah. dirt roads until I got to high school. So we could run the streets until the light came on. Like that was a real thing. Yeah. And we, you know, church right up the street, high school. High school, middle school, and elementary, all in the same city, like one wow. of each. Like, it was just, you know, cookouts and family reunions and, you know, weekends. Like, my parents created, like, something there called the Soul Food Festival, and it's in its 23rd year. What? Yes, and people from all over the state come, and they have performances, and all of the soul food from around the yeah. state come out and do things. So my parents were... And are still, my mom was mayor for uh, two terms. And Hello. they they just are activists. They're always like, you know, yeah. that's where I think I got my entrepreneurship. My dad had multiple businesses um, all while they were working. They're both retired now. Yeah. And so it was just a loving community where I saw black excellence. Um, and I saw people working hard mm-hmm. and really, you know, coming together to make sure that everybody was good. Wow. Okay, so you got quite a lineage there. Uh, uh, yeah, I come from a huge family. That's beautiful. Huge family. Mom had four, 14 brothers and sisters, dad, nine, including you know including what? them both. Um, small towns, just really tight-knit. Yeah. And we still are to this day. That's beautiful. Yeah. So do you did you get your... You say you got your entrepreneurship from your dad. Yeah. But when it comes to cooking, mm-hmm. was that something that was taught in the home? Yes. Oh, so that's so when you started. So I'm okay. the oldest of five. So we were latchkey kids. Okay. Parents worked. And so during, especially during the summers, I was taking care of my younger siblings. So I'm oh, cooking. Wow. I've been cooking forever. Okay. You know, baking came later. Mm-hmm. Um, but cooking has always been something that I had to do to make yeah. sure that, you know, mama don't mm-hmm. can't make it happen there at work, so I gotta make sure my siblings get fed and that they're good. Yeah. And so I grew up cooking out of necessity, um, but I always enjoyed it. Yeah. And then my dad uh, and mom both cook, both amazing cooks. It. My dad- From the South. Yeah, from the South. Dad, daddy had a barbecue business, a bagel business. Uh, <laughs> he He's a locksmith, but it was like, they just, I saw them, yeah. him especially, my dad was the one doing all the businesses, just always trying to figure out how to make money for mm-hmm. our family. Mm-hmm. You know, I tell people this story, it was my sixth grade, I was in the sixth grade and got invited to go on this free trip to Atlanta mm-hmm. for three, for the weekend. And I'd never been out of Florida. And so I was like, ooh, Atlanta. So it was a free trip. Parents can go, but you just have to bring, like, your own money, like, to eat and, like, buy things and stuff like that. And I remember my dad, like, coming back 
the night before I left, and he was like, here's $30. Mm. And I knew then that we didn't have it. Yeah. And that he he had to go ask for that money or something from yeah. somebody. For me to have $30 for the weekend to go to Jesus. out of state, that's the best that he could do. And knowing that my dad and mom do everything possible to make sure that we're good, I knew that that was the best that they could do. Yeah. And in that moment, I was like, I appreciate my parents because yeah. that, that almost makes me emotional because I was like, they had five kids at, at by the age of 28 and they're doing everything they can to oh make sure god. that i could have this experience oh my god yeah i i can relate too because my mother mm -hmm. i was raised in a single parent home mm -hmm. and my mother took care of me and two other siblings mm -hmm. and we not we didn't always have it yeah and i know my mom she used to do the best she could <laughs> we always looked the best we could and she'll yeah. find clothes for us she'll she'll basically this month I'm getting you this. The next month I'm getting the other kid yeah. this. You know, and trying to make ends make meet. It work. So yeah. it's like to hear those stories and to experience that with our parents, mm -hmm. that makes us who we are. Absolutely. And how has that translated in your life now? It's the the grind. It's the yeah. don't give up. It's the things will um things will happen eventually. Yeah. Like um my parents, like I said, are now like retired they're doing mm -hmm. amazing they are flourishing and living their life yes. and but I do remember and I'm sure they do too the times where it wasn't mm -hmm. as easy and that just tells me that like life has ebbs and flows yeah things sometimes things work out amazing sometimes they don't but it will get better and yeah. that there is light at the end yes. of the tunnel so it encourages me to know that even though something may not work out or it may seem like rough, that it's not gonna always be that way. Mm -hmm. And my parents still to this day, I can call them and they'll hear something in my voice yeah. <laughs> and they'll be like, what's wrong? Uh huh. And then like, they are the most encouraging like people, like they'll be like, you okay? Including my husband, like he sent me an encouraging message this morning. He was like, you gonna be all right. You know, yeah. like, and it's like having people on, that support you and but they support making sure they want like want to make sure you're good yes. is very very important so i feel like the grind that my parents did the not giving up to being having a positive outlook no matter what it looks like i definitely inherited that from yeah. them and that's a beautiful spirit to have you have to otherwise you'll crawl under a bed Come and on. won't come out you know what i'm saying yeah. like i understand like people give up because it just life can be so heavy sometimes you know things can be so can wait on you but it's like you can't give up like mm. it's gonna like it's gonna happen like it's gonna you're gonna come out of it Ooh. you just gotta keep waking up you gotta take it one day at a time and you can't like let it defeat you because yeah. that's that's what you know the enemy wants is for you to be like feel defeated and feel like you're not gonna like yeah. crawl out of that hole Oof. Hey, it's your girl, Maisha from Keys to the Culture Podcast. Are you a creative building a brand and want to take your business to the next level? Then listen up, because I got some exciting news for you. One of the fastest ways to reach your target audience is to promote on Keys to the Culture Podcast. Why? Because we have some of the biggest names in the game, from musicians to CEOs to creatives and bosses of all kinds. So this is your chance to tap into our audience to grow your business to the next level. We work with small businesses as well as newbies in the game. So don't worry if you're just starting out, we got you covered. 
Are you ready to promote on Keys to Culture Podcast? Well, click the link in the bio to promote today. I'm so happy you said that because, you know, I just spoke to a friend this morning who's Mm -hmm. dealing with a lot going on in her life. Mm -hmm. And I started to share some of the things that I've been through because I've been through a lot, especially financially. I've been through so many ups and downs Mm -hmm. um, and experienced so many situations that could have broken me. Yeah. And there was a point where I didn't want to be here. Mm -hmm. I was like, I didn't want to commit suicide, but I said, God, just take me. Yeah. Just take me. And it was so much that was going on, and I just remember, and I and mm. I never share this too much because people look at you weird, but I literally had an, an, an encounter with God mm. to where I clearly heard everything's going to be all right, and it was like a, a wind just came over yeah. me, and I immediately felt so much relief, yeah. and within like a few days, everything started to turn around. So I always encourage people don't look at what it looks like now yeah. because there's always something God is working on behind the scenes. Listen. And everything is for a purpose. That's why I'd always say, you know, all things work together for our good. Yeah. We don't see it while we're going through it, but <laughs> when we get to the end of that and things start, you start looking back like, I've been through that. Yeah. I was feeling this way at that time, but God prepared me for what he is giving me now. Yeah. So it's always those moments we have to lift ourselves up and remember there's someone who's doing worse right now mm-hmm. and there's other places that we have been that may have been darker but mm-hmm. we made it through made it through so it's such a blessing to hear those stories and mm-hmm. i always tell you share that share that yeah because that's encouraging the people yeah. who are watching who may be dealing with that now you know i tell my husband i was like oh the book gonna be so good yes. because the journey is full of like a yes. lot right and the book gonna be so good somebody who ain't even born yet whatever come on gonna get to go through gonna have to like hear this and know that it's gonna be okay yes. like I even have friends in my life who I'm seeing like like God is blessing them but I know mm. what they went through prior to yes. that and it was like you just got to like keep going because the journey is a beautiful thing if you embrace it and know that, like you said, yeah. it's not going to last forever. Like, it it will, yeah. you'll get past that. I agree. I agree 100%. And even in business, there's ups and downs. Yeah. I, experience, Girl. I experience that so much in business. Listen, I don't think people understand. <laughs> I don't think anything. You want to be a boss? <laughs> You want to be a boss? I think, boss gonna be the na- I think that's going to be the name of my uh, podcast. Yes. You want to be a po- <laughs> You want to be a boss? Come on over here. Let me tell you. Come on. No, that's the truth because there's so many ups and downs in business. People think just, oh, I'm going to start this business. I'm going to take off and it's going to be very successful. Nah, that Girl, ain't how it works. I thought that in the beginning of business. See, yeah. I, it came out my mouth. Mm. Year one. Mm-hmm. I said, oh, this easy. Ooh, we on never we ain't, we ain't had no issues. It's been easy. Mm-hmm. Girl, got that first employee. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, it ain't easy no more, Lord. It yes. ain't, I, ain't, I ain't mean to say that. Yes. I ain't mean to say that. But it's a part of the journey, though. Like yeah. you said, it's a part of it. It's a learning lesson. And it prepares you. So if that business don't work out, then, you know, a different ventures, you may have yeah. the tools, the keys, the keys, the keys to move forward and to do better the next time around. Right. So and talking about business, yeah. Southern Girl Desserts. Yes, that's my How baby. did you start that Girl. business and what was the journey? 
So Southern Girl, it was on purpose, but not on purpose. Mm -hmm. So I moved out to Los Angeles in 2005, mm -hmm. and um, my line sister and one of my best friends, Arian Reed, she go Arian Simone, mm -hmm. she uh, had a PR company, and mm -hmm. she was like, I was going through it with the company I was working for in Florida at the time, and I was like, this ain't it. And she was like, you need to come to L.A. and we're going to work together. We gonna, okay. you gonna, I'm going to move you out here. Like, she paid for my expenses, got me out here. Wow. And, girl, her business started, like, going through it while I'm in it. So I'm mm. like, we, well, I'm here with you, girl, so we're going through it together. And I was like, okay, so after, like, six months, <laughs> I was like, <laughs> dang, this is not what I thought this was going to be. So I was a little depressed. I was like, this is – this hard. Like I yeah. might go back to Florida. My mom was actually in, in LA for business, mm -hmm. and I stayed at her hotel because at the time I hadn't, I didn't have anywhere to live. Wow. Um, I I was living with somebody on and, and got kicked out. She locked me out the house. We had to go through court. She had people living in my space. Like she sold my computer. Like it was like the first year in LA was tumultuous, and I was like. I told my mom, I was like, I think I want to come back home. She was, you know, your mom would be like, baby, you can always come back yeah. home. And I was thinking about getting on a flight with her, like, that that weekend. Mm. And then I was like, no, because I was in PR at the time. And I had, girl, uh, something, uh, who I was working with, um, was it Touch? Mm -hmm. Omarion. Omarion. Mm -hmm. And he was out of the country. Something happened. I don't even remember. And I wrote a, a, a um it was a press release on his behalf. I made a con a statement, and people went in on him for the statement that I wrote. Oh, so I was Lord. going through that. I was I ain't had nowhere to live, and I was just broke and like this LA thing not working. And I was mm -hmm. considering going home. And something said, I'm sure God said, like you know, you need to stay. Mm -hmm. A year a year later, I went ahead and applied for a job with the County of Los Angeles mm -hmm. for um, their communications position. Yeah. I got I applied for the job in like April. I got hired in December. So this whole time I'm like You're going through I'm going it. through it. And I got the job, started in that February, and I was like, okay, things are mm -hmm. lining up. I got benefits, I got a consistent pay like okay got me an apartment yes. like okay things are working out and then i decided to like i need something more okay i was like the biz the working for the county for me was like getting something just safe yeah but i couldn't get out of my head that i needed Mm -hmm. I was to do something more. Yeah. And so I started trying to figure out what business to start. And so I started watching this show on MSNBC called The Big Idea with Donnie Deutsch. Mm -hmm. I would watch it every single day. And yes. he would bring on business owners, small business owners who would come up with these amazing ideas. And he would talk about their businesses and they'll talk about how they started them. Mm -hmm. And I was just trying to figure out, well, what can I do? What can I do? What can yeah. I do? And one day I'm on the phone with a friend and it was like, Katara, you you've been doing banana puddings and baking. Like, why don't you start a bakery? And I was like, oh, I could. Yes. So I took that conversation and was like, okay, but I don't know nothing about a bakery business. Yeah. And um, this is 2007, so like sprinkles is hot now. Cupcakes is the, the thing now. Yeah. And I said, okay, I'm going to start a business. I'm from the South, so that's all I know. I'm going to do things that I know. Yes. So I started Southern Girl Desserts, and 
from there, I, it was no social media, so I emailed everybody. I knew all my sorority sisters, FAMU people. I was like, y'all are starting a business, and people started supporting. I got a website done, got some business cards. Wow. So I'm working my job, and I'm starting this business. And uh, about maybe six, maybe six months later, um, one of my sorority sisters was like, hey, it's this girl, her name is Shoni. She went to FAM. She's interested in starting her own business. But I think that you all have similar networks. Y'all should, you know, yeah. do this together. So I invited her to my apartment in Inglewood, and I said, after 30 minutes, I said, well, you want to be my business partner? And she said, <laughs> yes, girl, no paperwork, no nothing. And we've been business partners now for, like, since 2008. Whoa. And we start, you know, grew this business, and I was still working my job up until 2019 mm-hmm. when I quit and left mm-hmm. the county and said, "Okay, I'm gonna go full time." And everything's like, mm, "Oh, this good, this, yeah, yeah." 2020, 2020, 2021, dope. 2022, shit. <laughs> oh. Should I have left my job? Mm-hmm. I really started feeling like the weight of entrepreneurship and what the ebbs and flows of it. Like I knew like in the 10 years I already had the business that things kind of whatever, mm-hmm. but it it hit the fan in 2022. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to business, this is the thing. Mm-hmm. I always say it's great to have the right people in your corner. Yeah. I want to go back to a point where you said everybody started to come and help you with resources, come to support. Yeah. Like, how important was that early on when you started your business? It was very important because a lot of things I did not know. Like, I have Mm -hmm. a public relations degree. I don't have a business degree. So a lot of things I've learned through experience and then, like, going to these different classes and courses, I didn't have in the beginning. So a lot of mistakes had been made. And it was one of them things where you're like, okay, I need I need what type of certification? I need license. Oh, okay. So I'm like trying to make this stuff happen yeah. as business is yes. <laughs> going. Like, oh, we got this opportunity, but we need uh, insurance. <laughs> oh, we need insurance because the thing is, like, before I started the bakery, I it was this um, like bunt. It's called nothing, not nothing, but I think I know what that is. Yeah, it, it it's not that one. It's another one. It was Bunt something. I don't know. I'm sorry, sis. If you out there, I cannot remember. But she was on third. Mm-hmm. Um, and she had a Bunt bakery. Mm-hmm. And her name was Krista. And I, call, I called her and I was like, hey, I want to start a, a bakery. It's going to be something like this. And she told me what I needed to do. That's how I knew how to get a DBA and to get a business yeah. license. She, showed, she gave me those tools, but it's mm-hmm. so much more that I did not know and had to learn. Yeah. So I started reaching out to everybody I know, like, do, how, I need a website. And they, okay, they send you to this person. Or I need this. They send me to this person. So I'm just inquiring, trying to yeah. find how to, how to do it as I'm doing it. Yeah, and even in that, when it comes to even getting prepared before you even start a business, mm-hmm. a lot of people skip that. Or they mm-hmm. just, you know, like you said, do it as they go. Mm-hmm. But then you like, wait a minute, now this opportunity is coming up. And I'm not prepared. And I'm not prepared. For the opportunity, right. Have you missed opportunities? Before? Yeah. Like, I would say maybe year four, year five, we were approached by Costco. We were approached by Whole Foods. Wow. Um, they came to us 
like, hey, would you like to be in Whole Foods? Yeah. And we were like, yeah. But we didn't know packaging and retail. Mm-hmm. So we didn't really like get to fulfill that. We weren't ready. Costco wanted us to do road shows and we were like, we don't even have staff. Like how mm-hmm. do we do, you know, four cities and this type of, how do we yeah. do that? So it was like, not knowing kind of had to pass on things because we were like, we're going to ruin these, you know, relationships and we don't, you know, know yeah. how, how to do it. So it's, yeah, a lot of opportunities, you know, we passed up on um, or missed out on because of lack of either resources to fund the opportunity yeah. or just not having the information. Yeah, I experienced that too. And even in doing that, I mean, you mentioned there was like everything was going great, and yeah, it was like, Ooh, everything started going fizzle down. <laughs> so, like, how did you adjust to that? Like, mm-hmm. what what decisions did you make to adjust to those situations? Yeah. Because you know it's up and down yeah. as an entrepreneur. First, first I had to be like, okay, this is the journey. Yeah. Right. So I'm not gonna if I if I harp on it, it's gonna get me down, and oh, yeah. it's gonna like make me not want to continue so I was like okay it's a journey mm-hmm. this is what we learned from it now let's apply this so that we're prepared when the opportunity mm-hmm. comes again because yeah. it'll come again everything always comes back around old boyfriends <laughs> you know everything comes back Talk around it. <laughs> so yeah. it's like you you be like okay see what happens and so mm-hmm. I just had to learn from it and be like all right next time it happens I learned from this particular situation, I, I won't have to, you know, go through that next time. Yeah. So let's talk about the wins, y'all. Yes. Because it ain't always, you know, sad No, there's some great things that happen. Amazing things. Amazing things. I wouldn't be here if otherwise. Yes. So let's <laughs> talk about the amazing things. The first thing I want to talk about is Cupcake Wars. Yes. Let's talk about that journey. Listen. And how did that opportunity come? So back in 2008, nine mm-hmm. something like yeah 2008 or nine mm-hmm. something like that um we were doing these things called the cake bait no that's that's australia um uh, we australia wait a minute i'll talk about that okay. <laughs> it, was, it was it was these these little like competitions they would mm-hmm. do in the city of los angeles so they'll have like Ooh. all these bakeries come out and compete in different categories so mm-hmm. like red best red velvet or best this and best that. So we would compete in these things. And so mm-hmm. that's when Cupcake Wars came around. So they were recruiting bakeries Ooh. from these competitions because we were placing in these competitions. So they was like, we found you guys at this and we have this new show and we want you all to come on. So we were on the very first season, very first episode of Cupcake wow. Wars. And when I tell you that that day we had to go to the studio we we had piled everything up in my business partner's car. She had like a Honda Accord, mm-hmm. and her car broke down. <gasps> oh my god! <laughs> and and first of all, like you see, like on Cupcake Wars, they build like these extravagant like like displays and stuff yeah. like that. We had to build our own display before getting there. And I don't I don't think I'm in an NDA with Food Network, but uh, we had to build our own display. Girl, we didn't have no money to build, like, no, like, extravagant display. Girl, that display looked like a school, a second grade project. Okay. So we was like, I don't know what's going to happen, but we're just going to go ahead and go on there. 
And so we went on the show the first time, and we we didn't lose the first round, but at the mm-hmm. second round we were out, and we were actually relieved because we, if we got to that round, we was. N- they're going to be like, man, we can't even... They probably saw it and just knocked us out anyway. Oh, my God. Because they were, they was like, they ain't going to even have nothing <laughs> to give us for that round. But then they invited us back, like, a couple of years later. Yeah. And so we went back, and we were like, okay, now we know what to expect. We know what to do. We had more resources, so we were able to, like, make it to the final round. Yeah. But we, we didn't win. So then they invited us back for the third time. Mm. And my business partner was like, I'm not going. She was like, I'm tired of this. I don't like it. It's not fun for me. And I was like, well, third time's a charm. I, You know me. Yeah. I'm like, we're going to win, girl. Period. She was like, nah, I ain't doing it. I was like, well, I'm going. I'm going to accept it. Mm-hmm. And so I took one of my uh, employees with me, mm-hmm. and we won. Wow. We won. And for me, I was like, okay, that was another lesson in don't give up. Yes. Always keep trying. Yes, Learn yes, yes. from the previous you know, experience and apply it to the new opportunity because the new opportunity is always going to come around. So yes. won that $10,000 and went to Chicago for the Chicago Toy and Game Fair. And to this day, people still come to the bakery and say, well, you were on Cupcake Wars. Come to find out, they still play it on like wow. Netflix and stuff like that. So yeah. people are still, some people are still seeing it for the first time. I love that. And opportunities after that. Let's talk about those opportunities. Opportunities after that were crazy. I think we still, like, we still do get opportunities because people saw it because it's on YouTube and stuff. So, yeah. like, we we were invited to go to Australia for what they call Cakes, Bake, and Sweet Show. They do it every year. We were invited wow. to Sydney. They say Cupcake Wars was showing for the first time out there. So they're seeing it, even though it was like two years later, they were seeing it for the first time. So they were like, oh. So they flew us to Australia, put us up for a week to come be on this show. Girl, when I tell you, we were on like their their version of USA Today, the Today, their version of Today's show. Like we were like. Popping. Popping. We were like, oh, y'all really like like these black girls over in Australia. Like, so we had this opportunity to go out there. We did that, made really good, you know, connections with like mm-hmm. KitchenAid and all these people. And then we also got invited on the um, what is it? The uh, Dr. Oz show. Because mm-hmm. one of the producers, like, we found y'all, we saw y'all on Cupcake Wars. We're doing a show on people who are addicted to sweets. Ooh. And I was like, uh, it didn't mean. <laughs> So, and it, I looked at it at first, I was like, you know, you can go promote the business yeah, in, yeah. in this vein of addicted to sweets, but we can go promote the business. Mm-hmm. And they end up bringing this doctor on there named um, Dr. Furman, Furman. And he does these like health retreats around the world. Yeah. And he was like, I want to fly you all to Italy to come to my health retreat. Lord. Flew us to Italy, did a whole segment. We were, we were in New York that year maybe three three times going back and forth to Dr. Osho because they wanted to do, like, recaps and stuff like that. And that opportunity came around. So they flew me, my, me, Shuniji, my business partner, and my husband mm-hmm. to Italy to do this whole thing. So we're recording while we're there. We're ex- going to Rome, doing all this experience. And just from being on Cupcake Wars. 
That's crazy. Yeah. I mean, and just all the other opportunities that came from it, like um, just people finding out who we were. Mm -hmm. I mean, we did the E-Network show. It was just a special, so it was only one Mm -hmm. show, but it was called L.A. Sugar, and they highlighted different, like, bakeries and dessert companies around the city and then we had our segment on there so like all these opportunities you know came and we were able to just really put ourselves out there yeah y'all popping god is good god is good like the opportunities i tell people i was like we've never like formally marketed our business everything that has come has just been has been attracted to us yeah. like it has come and I was like dang if we actually like market what could happen um but we've just been so blessed to have all these yeah. people think of us and, and give us these opportunities that's crazy because I knew about southern girl mm-hmm. desserts before I met you wow and when I met you I didn't even know who you was we and you sitting was, there we literally <laughs> I wasn't supposed to be there that day Wow. It was crazy because I wasn't supposed to be there. I was somewhere else. I got into it with somebody. And mm-hmm. I said, you know what? I'm going to go take myself to lunch. <laughs> and I met you at this current, this other location. I can't remember the restaurant uh, It was name. the, the uh, what is it called? Downtown LA. Downtown. It's the soul food spot. Yes. It's popping too. It's popping. Yeah. And I met you there randomly. I was sitting there eating by myself, just yeah. chilling. And I met you and your husband. Yep. And I was like, hey, what do you do? And he was like, oh, I own Southern Girl Desserts. I was like, I know that place. <laughs> so that's kind of how we met. Yeah. And your husband was there. Yeah. And he was so sweet and so nice. I was like, these some cool people. I got to rock with them. Oh, thank you, girl. And that was with like two, two years, years about ago. About two years ago. Yeah. Two years ago. That's crazy. I know. Time flies. I know. So I want to ask, even with your family unit, mm-hmm. Like, how do you balance, like, career and having a thriving marriage? It's It, it was something I had to learn. Yeah. You know, I got married. This year would be nine years that we got married. So nine. we got married in, like, the hype of business. We got married in 2014. The brick and mortar mm-hmm. opened in 2012. So it's, like, in the middle of everything. And, you know, it was a – at first it was, like, I was first, still working my full-time job with the mm-hmm. county. Then, like, when I wasn't there, I was at the bakery. And then I have a, a new marriage, Yeesh. right? So I'm like, my husband, like, as understanding as he is, it was like, you going to the bakery again? Like, how long you yeah. go- You say you were going to be gone for, like, three hours. It's been eight hours. Like, Ooh. so trying to – at first I was trying to appease, like, my business partner and – make sure I'm contributing because I had this guilt of I'm still working a full-time job. Mm-hmm. I'm not there every day. So now I got to overcompensate and make sure that I'm contributing to the business yeah. in that way. And then I got this marriage where like, and honestly, single people just don't understand marriage in a way of the time that you need to spend with your person yeah. and just developing y'all bun on top of what y'all already know about each other you still got to spend time still need to be home and have that time with each other and so my husband like (laughs) you know so I had to I had to create boundaries with Mm -hmm. my business speak on that I had to create boundaries so I had to be like look I'm not available on these days or I'm available on these days when I have to be a hard out at Mm -hmm. this time so that I can't oh I can't take phone calls 
after a certain time because yeah. you know after you working with my business partner I was single for the first like seven years mm-hmm. eight six years of the business like not married single yeah. so it's like you had access yeah. But now I have to cut that access. You can't call me at midnight if it ain't no emergency. Just Come talk about an idea or whatever. Like so, being able to create boundaries for people to respect my time that I go, I'm home now or I'm with yeah. my husband right now. I can't deal with that. So I had to, I had to put my big girl pants on and be like and learn how to say no. Yeah. Because I was always people pleasing and trying to appease and make everybody happy when that's just impossible. Yep. And that contributes to your yeah. mental, too. It contributes to your mental, and you're, like, worried about this. And when you're over here, you're thinking about over here. When you're over here, you're thinking about over yeah. there. And I was like, okay, I can't I can't live like that. Yeah, because I'm single. And, um, mm-hmm. like, even thinking about I do want to get married one day. And mm-hmm. I'm like, I do so much right now. Yeah. Like, how am I going to balance that? Between me and my spouse. Yeah, you'll figure it out. Yeah. You know, it's 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 always, you'll figure it out. You just got to put the effort in. It's like nothing in life comes easy, not even a, a successful marriage. Like you yeah. have to put in the work to make sure that that happens. You have to be open and communicate and be vulnerable yeah. with your spouse so that they know what you got going on. So you be like, hey, babe, like. Today going to be one of them long days. I ain't going to make it home to cook. Or, you know, I know I said I was going to do this, Mm -hmm. but but now my husband and I, we talk about our week at the beginning of the week. Like He's like, what you got going on? I'm like, what you got going on? And then we can kind of be like, okay, well, this is what the week looked like. Let's plan our time to do whatever we need to do mm-hmm. on these days or on this time. And then yeah. I know, like, y'all, I'm not available. So now I can communicate with my team, like, don't bother me. I'm here. So learning to communicate versus, mm-hmm. like, trying to do everything. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And I think some people just, we just don't know how to do it yet. Mm-hmm. But once you're in it, and you just have to make those hard decisions. Yeah. And be like, I'm showing up for my partner because yeah. my, my marriage is important. Yeah, it's very important to yeah. me. And my business is important to me. Yeah. But I had to, like, figure out how to, like, put them both in their different zones so that they both could thrive that's beautiful and even with um your husband you guys are going on the journey of building businesses together like how has that been it's it's been so awesome like what we sat down a long time ago we sat down and we were like we're gonna be married we're gonna have what are we going to do together? And most recently, like, we started our own, you know, YouTube and our Instagram. Mm -hmm. The Cool and Coleman's is what we're called. And um, just talking about how we just get through life together and Mm -hmm. how we do life together as a a married, young black married couple. Mm -hmm. And we're, you know, we're getting ready to start our apparel. And, you know, we're just, we work together. We're both creatives. My husband is a voiceover actor, an actor. He actually has a movie coming out on Netflix next month called Who Cloned Tyrone with uh, Jamie Foxx. So we'll actually be down at ABFF in Miami Mm -hmm. for the premiere of that at that film festival next month. But, you know, we're creatives, so we both have, like, all these ideas. And so sometimes it can get, like, okay, which one we going to do first or, like, how to, like – 
with everything else we both have going on, trying to figure out like how to. So we have to plan. Like Saturdays are our days. He's out of town right now, so yeah. But Saturdays are our days where we like. We work on content. We work on ideas for our businesses and what we're doing and how we're going to grow and do yes. things like that. So you still have to, like, set time aside to focus on those things. Yeah. And so I love working with him. He's my best friend. Like, we get along so well, and we both, like, really are good at encouraging each other mm-hmm. and, like, oh, you got that idea, and, like, say, okay, here's some ideas how you can do this and do that. And I think that we're both just willing to, like, do it. Yeah. You got to be willing, you know. Yeah. It's no ego involved. It's oh, I love that. just we do it because we love each other and we feel like we have a, a story um, to share, mm-hmm. to, to help other people. That's our end of the day. Our goal mm-hmm. is to we 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 want to see black people get married and stay together. We want to show that marriage can be fun, and we also want to show that even through the hard times, you still can have joy. It's like we've mm-hmm. been trying to have a baby since the first year of our marriage. It's been nine years. We've been through IVF. We've done mm-hmm. all the things, and it just hasn't come through fruition. And you know, we we're like, well. We still got to have fun. Like, we can't mope about what hasn't happened. We just yeah. got to, like, have joy on the journey and encourage other people to while we do it. Yeah. Yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah, because I have a PCOS, too. Okay. So when it comes to having children, mm-hmm. you know, it can be very difficult. So yeah. I'm thinking ahead myself, like, once I get married and – that's something I'm going to yeah. really put some time in to really make sure that comes to myself. Yeah. And I, I pray that you both have beautiful babies because you guys yeah. are amazing. Like Thank y'all you. relationship, y'all dynamic, mm-hmm. like just watching you two interact is fun. I feel like I'm in the conversation. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. And I'm laughing with y'all. Like I'm in the joke. Like it's just, it's just beautiful to see black people and young and married and you see the positive side of that. Yeah. Because we in an age where it just seemed like everything is so negative when it comes to black women and black women. Yeah. Like they pitting each other against each I other. I don't understand it. And these unrealistic expectations. Yeah. But then it's by people who ain't never been married. That's the crazy part. That's the real crazy so part. So I love to like see more of that content because I yeah. definitely want to, I'm going to join in. I'm like, yeah, we need to talk about relationships. No, it's possible. <laughs> like love is out there. And I yeah. think that. We get sometimes caught up, like you don't heard about the whole thing with Ebony. Oh yeah, and her I did. saying the whole thing, and like I, I, I feel like sometimes, like people want what they want, and they yeah. can do whatever they want to do, uh, and have whatever opinion they want to. My personal opinion, what I've told like my friends over the years, is like when I married my husband, like <clears throat> we weren't like at where we want to be we were mm-hmm. growing together and okay yes. we met each other in our 20s you know I understand if you were in your 40s and you were like I ain't trying to build with nobody in my 40s yeah. so I, I I get that but I think that sometimes we can on both sides men and women can have these expectations that are not realistic yes. when it comes to dating in, in this part of our life because mm-hmm. you know if you were you can build with somebody but like, I tell my friends all the time, I was like, is he good to you? Does he, you know, does he, have you seen him in all his seasons? Like, how does Ooh. he act when he's angry? How does he act when things 
are not financially right? How does he act when, you know, somebody passes away? Because you got to know, yeah. like, what people's personalities are, how they swing or if they do swing and go up and down. So it's like, what are the what are the characteristics of this person that makes yeah. them, like, a good person, a good man, a good woman versus the things that will fade, like, yes. how they look? Like, you know, oh, they're not, they're two inches, you know, shorter than you. Mm-hmm. Is that a reason to give up on a good man? Ooh. Or, you know, she, you know, she ain't in the best shape, you know. Yeah. Her booty could be a little bigger, but is that not going to be the woman yeah. that's going to support you and hold you up when things get hard? Like, is she going to be a good mother to your children? Will your, yeah. You know, will she treat your mom and them right, you know? So it's like you got to really look mm-hmm. at at relationship in a different way because the the more we're longer we're married, like the more I be like, this is the I have this partner in life who I will who will support me. Like yeah. when when I had them days where I just want to give up, he's like, baby, you don't give up. Like this, it's gonna be all right. Look, look what God did before; He'll do it again. Like yeah. having those constant reminders from someone who you know got your back and who love you Ooh. and who's gonna always be there for you. I love that. See, that gave me a lot of hope. You, it's it's don't give up. Like I yeah. I, I tell like. I, I'm talking to myself when I be like, don't give up on love. Like, it, it yeah. will come, and it, you will have a lifetime of love and prosperity with that person. Just mm-hmm. don't give up on it because anytime you give up on something, then that's definitely a a sign that it will never happen. But if you continue mm-hmm. to, like, you know, move forward and try to make it work, then it'll eventually work. That's just how universe works. Yeah. And so I talk to people about love, and single people about love is the way I talk to myself about having a children like yeah i'm 43 years old uh children it hasn't happened yet but i can't give up on that i've seen my children in my dreams we've already named all three of them like they have names they're in our house we talk about them all the time like my husband has seen them my mama dreamed about them the other day i got friends who say they've dreamed about i i've had real life like when you said people may look at you weird about your encounter with god like i've I've met my children. I felt their love. Yeah. I've met them. Just the same dream I had about my husband before I met him. That love I had when I connected with him, I was like, oh, this is what God was trying to show me. So, like, he'll show whatever it is out there. Like, if you want children, you want a spouse, if you want the dream job, the career, whatever it is, God will show you that. You just got to continue to believe because mm-hmm. everything is about timing. And I, I don't want nothing before I'm supposed to have it because you don't know why you don't have it yet yeah you know what i mean so we out here wanting what other people have or wanting to rush stuff that ain't came yet but that's not necessarily our journey that's like not the way that it's supposed to go Mm -hmm. like will we you know if we had kids by now will we be still together Mm. you know what i'm saying like would would our life be where it is now would the opportunities be afforded to us do we have the time to do the things that we have and that we're growing together in if we had children eight years ago you know like yes would we be blessed i'm pretty sure but our life will look totally different so i'm going to thank god for the life that he's our that he has given me right now and 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 be grateful for this as i wait on the blessings and the things that he has promised me because his word does not return void so he's already confirmed that i will be a mother Mm -hmm. and my husband will be a father but we just don't know how it looks and we just gonna wait on him amen i love that 
Because, like, for me, too, I've always, I pray, and I pray in expectation. Yeah. So it's already mine. Yeah. I know it's already mine spiritually. It just yeah. has to come into fruition physically. Correct. So I always pray with that, and I always encourage people to do that as well, even mm-hmm. when it comes to love, when it comes mm-hmm. to having children yeah. and to live the dream, the life that you always dreamed of. Mm-hmm. It is already yours. Yeah, it's already yours. Yeah, it is already yours, and it's a beautiful thing to hear you say that because that's encouraging somebody today. Yeah. Because people I hope need so. that. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. And when it comes to other people going into your lane and they want to go into business, mm-hmm. they want to start baking. Yeah. Like, what success tips would you give them mm-hmm. in encouraging words that you would give them? I get those requests all the time, like mm-hmm. in DMs and emails, and people want to start their business. And I'm so excited that people want to take this uh, yeah. this this um, journey because it is one, and you grow and you learn so much from it. Yeah. I tell people all the time, first know what you're getting into Mm -hmm. you know I started this business and it's been great it's been successful uh, by the grace of God (laughs) because Lord knows I didn't know a lot of stuff but like do your research know what industry you're getting involved in know what the trends are know all the things that you need to set up to be legit so that like what you can be prepared you can be ready for when the opportunities come so like be pre- just do the research. Like I was like, okay, I did a little bit of research, but I could have done a little bit more to kind of know what the expectation was be, would be. Like, what, what, where is this industry heading? Like, what, what can I do to sustain myself mm-hmm. in it? Like, God has been good, but Lord, it's been so many times that we could have been count, we could have been gone, we could have the doors could have been closed, yeah, long time ago. Um, but. We were sustained, but that's not necessarily what I encourage new people going into business to. You can't wing it all the time. Sometimes it happens that way, but if you yeah. are purposely trying to do something, know what it is you're getting into before you do it. Have all your people lined up. Get your fi- get your financial people in order. If you're going to pay anybody, make sure you have an accountant. Yes. Don't be trying to do QuickBooks on your own. Like, go ahead and invest that money every month into an accountant mm-hmm. because that'll come back six, seven years later messing with you because you didn't handle it, your business there in the beginning. Yeah. So the money part is the part that I tell people all the time to, like, build your team, but the first person on your team needs to be an accountant. I love that. Listen. Then you ain't lying because there's a lot of Listen, people. That's who one mistake. I are, look, it's a lot of people who who have experienced a lot of issues because their books wasn't together. Yeah, and that stops you from getting opportunities. Yeah, too. because if there's an opportunity where there's a business loan and they want to see, okay, so how much money have you been bringing in? Is your business profitable? Yeah, let me see your books, and you be like, uh. Then you got shared accounts. It's your personal. You stuff. You put stuff from business. personal over to business, Y'all. and this is stuff that you haven't been taught. And so my thing is like that's what I want to like let people know that these are things you need to do because I made the mistake, but you shouldn't have to make the mistake. Yes, you know, and we don't talk about the the ebbs and flows and the things of business. Like yes, it is it is sign it is proof that black women do not get the type of funding that they're supposed to get. Yes, it is. That is proof. We know that. Mm-hmm. But it's still stuff that you need to have in order yep. to even to try to increase you know, you don't want to, like, not get it and not be prepared. But, like, you know, at least you can be like, look, here's yeah. all my stuff in a row. You can see all my transactions. You can see this. You can yes. see my P&Ls, my cash flow statements. You got, I got everything. And then my taxes paid versus, like, 
you all giving them a reason not to give you yeah. funding or money and stuff like that. So get your get your affairs in order. Start with your account, and that's the first person you should hire. Bump a, a PR PR person, bump a marketing. Mm-hmm. All that's gonna come. Get your money, people, in place first. <laughs> that's a fact. Yeah. So what's next for Miss Katara and Ooh. all that you have going on? Well, um. On the business side, we're we're about to expand our MLK location, mm-hmm. our, our Baldwin Hills location. That's our location that we've been in for the longest. We've yes. been there 11 years. Um, May 5th was 11 years um, that we opened that store. So we're mm-hmm. about to, right now we've been on like those, like that COVID hiatus. So we've been only like open six days a week, six hours a day. Yes. So now we're about to like open back up full time mm-hmm. and open up our lobby and get our menu and things like that. We're um, we're shipping nationwide. We're still doing that. And we're about to expand into more like cloud retail. So people will be able yes. to get us on like Uber Eats, DoorDash, Grubhub, In the Valley, Long Beach, all the, all the places. Beach. And then we're looking at expanding uh, out of the country, I mean, out of the state. Mm-hmm. Through that same process, um, as far oh, and we have a dessert seasoning. It's called uh, Southern Girl Peach Cobbler Seasoning. We where you can go home. Our peach cobbler is one of our best sellers, and yes. we're known for that. And so now you can make your own version of Southern Girl at home. So that's our first. Uh, installment of our retail line that we're okay. creating. So it's available on on Gold Belly. People can purchase it and um, they can start, you know, doing their own version of that. Um, so that's what's happening with business. We got a lot of other things coming up that we'll be announcing very soon as we make some transitions coming out of COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're still blessed and um, grateful to still be in business. Because it's been, I've seen so many people come and go. So the fact that we're still here, um, I'm grateful. Grateful. Uh, as far as like my personal, of course, my uh, Instagram. I'm I'm growing that. I'm doing more like uh, content, and um, I'm getting I'm getting into the whole like space of like I, I have my it. I have my Amazon influencer Come page. On, so it. I like you know I put my little things on there. For y'all you know want to see like travel uh, necessities and uh, vacation outfits and things like that. All those are on my Amazon page. So I try to talk about those in, in my um, reels and stuff. I just like to have fun on social media and just share my everyday life mm-hmm. through like just what I'm doing, you know, and just be relatable and just be like, I'm just out here trying to make it and encourage other people to keep doing it. And then of course, um, the cool and Coleman's my, the, uh, YouTube page and Instagram that I have with my husband, Carlos, um, just, you know, talking about love and encouraging, um, black love and, Letting people know that, you know, life gone life, but if you got somebody with you in your corner that you mm-hmm. can do it together and you can you can win, you can mm-hmm. have joy even in the rough times. Listen, I'm gonna get into all of that and I'm gonna help you with your content because yes. so next time we have her on, <laughs> we're gonna talk about all her content, all the strategies and tools we're gonna be using. Yes. Cause she about to start popping, y'all. So Amen. what is your handle okay. for social media? So I'm at Katara. Mm-hmm. That's my social media. I'm I'm there on Instagram. I I think I put. Uh, I was trying to get into TikTok. Okay. 
<laughs> yeah. We're going to get it going. We're going to get it out. I have started doing YouTube shorts, and that's at Katara. Yes. And um, that's been fun. Um, and then it's um, for Southern Girl, it's Southern, at Southern Girl Desserts across all yes. platforms. And then um, for them cool and cold, it's them underscore, them cooling underscore Coleman's and it's C-O-O-L-I-N. Y'all get into it, y'all. Please follow <laughs> Katara, all her different brands that she's building. Yeah. And if you want to follow me at I am Myesha, if you want to follow the show at Keys to the Culture Podcast on all platforms, you can listen to us, stream us on all things that play podcasts. Yeah. And until next time, I thank you so much for tuning in to Keys to the Culture Podcast and I'll talk to you soon. Bye. You, come here, come here. Yes, you. Have you been struggling to stay consistent with your content? We've all been there. You told yourself you was gonna post about a year ago, but you have yet to post today. But don't worry, I got you covered. Introducing the Ultimate Content Calendar Blueprint. It is a guide that will show you how to stay consistent with your content for the next 30 days and beyond. It's filled with tips, tools, and ideas to help you take your content to the next level. And guess what? It's completely free. So don't wait because it's going to go out fast. So make sure you download the Content Calendar Blueprint today.